0: Before I go into sharing the word I feel like the Lord has put on my heart for 2019, um, I would like us to pray, and uh, we're going to pray briefly, and, uh, you know, I don't know what side of the debate you're on, but, you, I mean, you don't need to be a prophet to realize the nation is in crisis right now. <laughs> it's like every time I listen to the news, something else has happened. Someone else has said something, or, you know, all of that, and um, even though there's a lot of confusion out there, you know, God is not confused god is not worried god is not thinking oh no i wonder what they're gonna do <laughs> now you know the amazing thing about the brexit debate there are godly people on both sides of the debate i'm talking about in the church they're christian leaders that believe we should remain and we should have never vote voted brexit and they're also christian leaders that believe brexit is the will of god so you have two extremes now i'm not here to tell you which is which or which is wrong but I'm gonna say one of the two positions is wrong. (laughs) One has got to be the will of God and another one is not the will of God. So now I'm not here to make a political statement but this is what I'm trying to say. As believers, our calling is to pray, Lord, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in the united kingdom as it is in heaven have you ever considered that God's will may not be your will so whether you're for Brexit or not for Brexit have you considered that God's will may not be your will and are you ready to submit to God's will even if it's not your will See, that is where we need to get to the church. So we're not just saying, well, I think this is right and this is wrong, because sometimes what God really wants is not what we want. And what God wants to do is not what we want, is what, is not what we want to see happen. And sometimes God just wants to shake everything up. <laughs> shake everything that can be shaken. And uh, when we, the Brexit vote happened in 2006, uh, June 23rd, I was at a meeting and I just felt the Lord speak to me uh, about uh, the nation to pray Uh, Psalms 23 and I feel like God was saying Psalms 23 is the response the church should have to the vote of June the 23rd and as I read it through I just really feel the connected what's going on in the land and I feel like God was saying instead of you just praying the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want how about you replace my and I with the United Kingdom United Kingdom the Lord is your shepherd therefore you shall not want He makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside still waters. Listen to this part, he brings a reset to your soul. This is my version. And he breaks off false covenants and alliances and brings order where there's been disorder and brings his his kingdom mandate, brings his kingdom purposes into reality in your midst. And when he says he, 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 he leaves me to still, what is he restores my soul? I feel like God is wanting to bring a reset to things going on in the nation. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, verse 4 has really stood out to me lately. And, you know, you weigh this. I really feel the nation is about to go through a humbling process. I don't know what's going to happen i just feel like god is going to humble the nation now i do believe the united kingdom is called to be like the roaring lion like the british lion that's going to roar but we've got to remember that jesus is known as the lion of the tribe of judah but he's also known as the lamb of god so it's like the roar is in the lamb does that make any sense he's not he's not using his, his his status or his uh his appearance as a lion to just Uh, 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 show off and just trample on everybody else. In the lion, there's deep humility. In the confidence of the lion, there's deep humility. And the reality of the lamb in the lion. Perhaps at this time, the Lord is wanting to reveal that humility in the United Kingdom in a godly way so that when he releases the roar through us as a nation, it's coming from a place of order, a place where we're rightly aligned with God's purposes. So, uh, Verse four of Psalm 23 has really stood out to me. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil. It's, by the way, it's a shadow. It's a shadow, it's not death. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We will fear no evil. Right now, there's so much fear and confusion. So, we're declaring that. Declare that with me. Verse 4 over the United Kingdom. United Kingdom, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. This next part is amazing. For God is with you. Do you realize God is working on this nation? He's not finished. So, you know, the fact that things may look confusing does not mean he is not at work. God is saying he is with us in this season, and his rod and his staff is guiding us. I love the bit where he says, he prepares a table before us in the midst of our enemies. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But he's also releasing a fresh anointing over the nation. It's an apostolic nation. I don't have time to go into it, but God is doing some incredible things. So just stand with me right now. We're just going to pray quickly for a moment. Just lift your hands and let's just declare these words over the United Kingdom right now. Father, we thank you that this is your nation and you are the shepherd of this nation. So Lord, we declare that this nation will go in the direction you want it to go. We declare that your will will be done. We speak over Parliament, we speak over the House of Lords and the House of Commons. We say come into alignment with the order of heaven right now. We silence the voices of distraction, confusion, manipulation and witchcraft. And we decree and we declare that the voice of the lord prevails right now we declare over the, over the civil service those behind the sins now father you begin to raise up joseph's daniels you' begin to raise up politicians who are in alignment with the order of heaven and right now over Parliament we declare the word of the lord we speak order 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 right now let every confusion every distraction every deception begin to fall away. Let the truth of God right now begin to prevail. We speak over Theresa May and of government. We say you will be filled with the wisdom of God, with the light of God in this season to make the right decisions. We declare that your ears are tuned into the voice of heaven. We declare your heart is pliable and the Holy Spirit is able to move where he wants to move in your heart. Every blockage, every wrong voice you're listening to, right now we break it off we silence those voices of confusion we silence those voices of deception we silence those voices of witchcraft and manipulation we decree and we declare over the United Kingdom you will fulfill your your prophetic mandate you will fulfill the purpose of God for your existence United Kingdom arise 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 and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is rising upon you right now even though darkness may cover the land and great darkness the people the Lord says to you United Kingdom arise 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 my glory is arising in the midst of the darkness let the people of God arise all over the land father we thank you for repositioning realignment in this year yeah father like a chess board. I thank you that you're moving things into place you're shifting things off the chessboard and putting your people in the right places and beginning to move things around so Holy Spirit we partner with you right now we say let the movement of God begin to take place the heymans in government let them begin to be taken out in the name of Jesus the heymans and parliament and those with the wrong influence using it to advance demonic agenda, we declare that their influence and their voices are silenced their influence are crushed their assignments are, are terminated right now in the name of Jesus, we prophesy the life of God over this nation, we prophesy the light of God over this land arise and shine United Kingdom it's your time to arise and shine, you will not be bound in fear, you will not be Bound in depression, you will not be bound in confusion. But the Lord has called you to be a voice of the gospel to the ends of the earth, therefore, United Kingdom. It's time to wake up, it's time to arise to your calling. We speak life over you right now. And everyone shouted, Amen! Amen. Hallelujah! Come on, let's give God some praise, yes, Jesus! Yes, Jesus! Hallelujah! You're a work. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats. Praise God. Um, I'm going to uh, go through this um, as quick as I can, and then we're going to go into some worship to finish. Uh, there's about three scriptures I'm going to be looking at that connect to each other. Um, and I don't even know where to start this uh, word, I really feel, for this year. It's personal, but I know it's not just personal, because I've spoken to all the leaders um, and many leaders are feeling the same thing. I've been feeling, I don't think I've ever come into a year feeling so frustrated like I did 2019. Um, actually, this is a word for some people here. It's like you, you're coming into this year battle weary because you've been fighting and fighting and fighting. And uh, it's like there's such a tiredness. I feel like there's that voice of Gideon I'm saying where is the god of our fathers the one we heard about that did all these amazing things i want to see that god in my life and in my generation and so I, I came into this year to be honest i'm not sure if it's faith or it's just holy frustration it was just a real sense of there is more than this there is more than i've seen and i'm not satisfied with this and i know god wants to do more so there was just a real deep frustration. It, it, many times I would say to my wife, I don't know what's going on with me, but I feel like God is doing something with me and I can't really articulate it. And I'm not sure I can fully articulate it right now. I just feel things are changing so rapidly in the spirit and the systems that have worked in the previous seasons will not be working in this new season we're stepping into because God is making us so uncomfortable with the old because it's, it's about to release something different like we have never known before. So if you want to get stuck in the old systems, you're going to end up in a place where, you see, in the 21st century church, we can do church really well. Because we have the giftings, we have the lights, we have the PA systems, we have Facebook Live, we have all these things. And God could not actually show up in our meetings, but we could just do good meetings. But for the people that are really after God, and are not just after hype and I'm not just after a nice event or an amazing person communicator or whatever for those people there is an inner dissatisfaction I believe the Lord is stirring up because he's preparing us to be the wine skins, the new wine skins that are ready to handle the new wine so there's a there's a dissatisfaction with the routine there's a dissatisfaction with the way things have been because it's like things cannot carry on this way because God has created us and God has raised up the church for such a time as this for more than this more than what we've seen so we're not Just going to settle for good church and nice church and great worship set. We want to see more than this. Yes. I was talking to a Christian leader, and uh, he was saying to me, Oh, we had an incredible mission in our region where about over 20,000 kids were, heard the gospel. Is that right, 25, 000. About 25,000 kids heard the gospel preached, and a concert something was put on and 400 kids raised their hands to respond to the gospel, you're gonna, you're gonna shift your wow into, oh no God, in a moment. <laughs> 400 kids lifted their hands to respond to the gospel. It says out of 400 that responded to the gospel, only two are now connected to church. I don't know how you can hear that and go, oh, that's okay something is deeply wrong with that picture and we in ministry can write our newsletters and say we preach to 25,000 we preach to 400 or oh, we saw 400 raise their hand we, we can we can make it look all nice but if we're gonna face the, real life, the reality of our situation church we're spiritually bankrupt Come on. Come on. because And I'm not just saying that as a word of condemnation, I am saying that because I'm seeing that in myself, like God is saying, you can't get used to the old system and celebrate things that heaven is actually sad about. The fact that 5,000 gathered does not mean the meeting where 5,000 gathered is actually shifting things in the heavens. Five thousand people can gather and call themselves christians and that meeting is doing nothing to advance the kingdom of god and five people gather and in that place the heavens have been shifted demons have been destroyed and you know the the kingdom is advancing i'd rather be in the meeting of the five where things are really happening than in the meeting of the five thousand where it sounds good but not much is really shifting the realm of the spirit Now I'm not trying to say God is against crowds. I'm just trying to say our priority as a church has gone to the wrong place. And God is wanting us to be a church that's actually bringing change. So I came into this year really frustrated. And I'm starting to realize that God is doing a deep work in me and he's still doing a deep work in me. So this word I'm releasing to you is a word for me first. Isaiah 43, 18, forget the former things. Forget the former things. I feel like there's a word for this year. Forget the former things. Everyone say that. Forget the former things. So it's saying both good and bad forget the former things. Because sometimes good is the enemy of best. And when you step into a place where you're still feeling sorry and depressed about what's happened and you're just dwelling on that, oftentimes it stops you from stepping into what God is about to do. See, it's not wrong to question God. It's just, it's all about where we question God from. If we question from a place of trust, it leads to revelation. But when we're questioned from a place of offense it leads to unbelief and it grows bigger and we end up in this despair and get offended at god so god is wanting us to forget the former things not just the bad things but the good things because god is about to do something that we have no grid for Forget the, the, the thing, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. That's a word for someone here today. You cannot drive your car while you're trying to drive forward and your vision is constantly in the rear view mirror. You're gonna crash. Someone here, you're about to crash because all you're doing is just looking in the rear view mirror. You're just living from the hurts and the pains of the past and you've not let go. And God is like, you have to let go of those things if you're really gonna step into what I'm calling you to. You have to forgive. You have to let go of the offense. You cannot live from the past. So it says, uh, do not dwell on the past? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the deserts. The Lord is saying he is releasing a newness of revelation of who he is, revelation of how to function in this age. It's like a, a newness of everything. But we have no idea about what he wants to do now. I'm realizing that it's possible with a good heart to oppose the will of God because of lack of revelation. You could be so sincere in everything you're doing but it's possible you're working against God all because you lack revelation about what God really wants to do. And God is calling us to be a church that walks in the place of perception, discernment. Do you not perceive it? Maybe you're feeling the same frustration I have been feeling and God is like, "Can you perceive that I'm stirring something in you?" Can you perceive that you're not just the one feeling this way? Something is going on on the inside and all you need to say is, Lord, I sense you're doing something in me. And I just submit myself to the process. What is it you're doing? I choose to align and perceive what you're doing in this season. Because, Lord, I don't want to miss what you're doing. I am am tired of just the same old, same old. There's got to be a newness of the flow of God. There's got to be a release of the power of God. There's got to be a release of the grace of God in a measure like we have never known before. Now, what I'm saying here is not like we have to start to strive and start to, uh, uh, what's the word? Try to manufacture something. I believe God is just wanting us to agree with Him and agree with the state of where things are really at with us. I mean, in all honesty, be like, okay, God, this is where I'm really at. Now this next scripture, most of you will know this, it's the story of the wedding of Cana. I'm not gonna read it all because uh, of time. Jesus is invited to this wedding, his mother is there, and this is the first miracle Jesus performs. So they're running a wine, and the wedding they normally have in the Jewish culture is not just a one-day wedding. So was several days. So they've run out of wine, and it's like an embarrassment for them, really, because it's a major part of the party. <laughs> so Jesus' mother obviously finds out they've run out of wine because she's probably close to the organizers of the wedding. So she goes to Jesus and says, "You know, they ran out of wine," and Jesus says, "Well, it's not my time." And uh, he she didn't even respond to him. She just said to the servants, "Whatever he says to you, do it." And so, she walks away, oops, I think this mic has just gone off. Shall I keep going? Okay. Um, Where was I? (laughs) She just carried on. on, And he turns to the servants, and and said, you know, there's six water pots there for purification, amazing. Now, these water pots, needed to be filled to the brim. He said to them to fill the water pots with water to the brim and then to draw from the water pots and go and serve the the guests. And obviously you know the story. You know they serve the the master of the ceremony. He tastes the water that has now become wine and he says, Wow, why did you leave the best till now? This is basically the best wine. By saying that, he admitted that the wine they had before was not as good as the one he just tasted so what they had before was good wine but now he was tasting the best wine and at at that point he probably didn't even know what just happened the servants knew what happened he probably later did find out so as a church we need to transition from the good wine to the best wine For us to transition from the good wine to the best wine, one of the most significant things that needs to happen to us is we need to realize that we've run out. I'm not saying we don't have Holy Spirit anymore. I'm not saying God is not moving. In fact, we're seeing people get saved. We're seeing some people get healed but i came into this year with this feeling lord i think i've run out no i think i know i've run out i've not run out of the anointing of god on my life i'm not burnt out and i'm just not wanting to do anything for god anymore i just know there is more than what i've tasted I know that there is more ahead. And the problem with many believers is they don't want to face the reality of what's going on. Yes, you're seeing God move. Yes, you're seeing, you know, a few things happen here and there. But look, Manchester, Greater Manchester has got millions of people in this region, in this city. The millions of people in this city will not fit one church. And even though our church meetings are going good, really, a lot of the young people, a lot of the university students, many people are falling away. And many people have no idea about who Jesus is. And darkness, oppression, and all these things are increasing on the mass. I was having a conversation with someone recently, and he was telling about a situation in his family where his brother, his young brother, who is like, you know, 10, is struggling with suicidal thoughts, wow. wanting to kill himself, and all these things going on, and I he shared to share that with me. My heart was so burdened, and I was just thinking, Lord, at 10, do you know there are other people like that who have no connection to Christianity, and they're not just dealing with that, but more. By the time we meet them and they're 16, how many demons do they have? <laughs> how, What kind of deep bondage is going on in their lives? And I'm saying, Lord, I don't just want to be one of those that says, raise your hands and just say a prayer. I want to be one of those that prays over people and whatever the demons are, Whatever the bondage is, however long it's been there, it's breaking off and they're having an encounter with God in the moment. In the moment. How many of you know Derek Prince? Derek Prince is an English guy who is not really that massively excited, excitable. Like he's so calm. Posh. He's so chilled. He speaks so calmly. But as he speaks in fact sometimes he doesn't speak and demons are manifesting and being cast out of people because he's in the building when was the last time that happened to you tell me so this is a man of god that goes usually now he's going home to be with the lord now i look at that i'm not saying god has to do the exact same thing in my life but i am dissatisfied with just the good wine and I'm realizing I've run out. The problem is, the fact that I've run out does not mean the party is stopped. Come on. Celebration is still going on, church. We're shouting, we're dancing, we're... Everything is still going on, but guess what? We've run out, and everything looks good on the outside. But somebody has got to face the reality and say, Lord, we have known good wine for so long. We're celebrating in this place, and yes, Lord, you're good, but there is more than this, and we've got to have the best wine. And if we're going to have the best wine, first we have to face the reality of our situation. We have replaced faith with optimism. Just thinking good thoughts is not going to do this one. Yeah. Amen. I believe in faith. In fact, there's a ministry of faith right here. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's 101 Christianity and prayer. We start in the place of faith. But sometimes you need to come and be honest before God, before the throne of grace. Say, Lord, right now, I need a move of you in me because I can tell that what is going on in my life is not enough. For the bondage and the generation, I've got to have a fresh move of your spirit in my life. So I admit where I'm at, that I've run out, and then I need to listen to what he has to say. Whatever he says to you, (laughs) are you ready to do whatever he says to you? Because I believe the Lord's giving me one instruction, and that's the only one thing I am looking forward to right now. I'm not looking forward to preach. I'm just looking forward to this one thing. I'm going to share that with you in a moment. He said, whatever he says to you, do it. So we've got to be willing to do anything that the Lord calls us to in this season. Amen. Obedience is the key. Yes. And the, the servants were not just obedient. They were expectant they were expecting him to give them some instructions so they were expecting to hear from him because they knew church we're serving a god who's a good shepherd and we're a sheep therefore we hear his voice we cannot posture ourselves in a place of honesty in a place of expectation and the lord not bring direction oftentimes we don't know how to wait we wait for five minutes And we get tired, and we start to complain. Lord, you haven't spoken. Well, I want to remind you, read Exodus. Uh, uh, Moses waited on God, not for five minutes, not for five hours, not for 24 hours. Moses waited on God in silence for six days. Have you ever done that before? On the seventh day, God then spoke. So he's waiting day one, silence. Day two, silence. Day three, nothing. God had told him to come up to the mountain because this is where God gave him the law. He just got up there and just waited in silence, expecting that God was going to speak. And even though God didn't speak on day one or day two, he still knew God was going to speak. I don't know if you're like me, sometimes after waiting for a while, I'm like, God, I know you're real, but please. (laughs) Help me out here. (laughs) Just a goose bump or something would be helpful. (laughs) Moses was just waiting and waiting. I'm telling you, we have to be people that are ready to wait to receive his instructions. And when he gave the instruction, I love the fact that he said to them to fill the water pots. So the water pots had to be emptied to a certain degree for them to be filled. There was space created. So we have to create some space because we can't be crying out for more of God if our life is full. You're saying, God, I want more of you. And God's saying back to you, I want more of you because your life is too full and the pots that they filled were pots that were set aside for ceremonial purification and when the pots were full it was from the pot that was set aside for ceremonial purification that the water came from that became wine that tells me what god is going to do in this new season is going to have its foundation in purity there's going to be radical holiness Radical devotion to have our hearts and our eyes fixed on him only. That is gonna be the foundation for this miracle, I believe, that God is wanting to release. We have to face the reality of our situation. We have to have expectation. We have to be ready to obey. We have to have the life and live the life of purity. We have to create space. And in the Passion Translation, Thankfully, Pastor Joel gave me a Passion Bible so I've been reading it and it's amazing. The Passion Translation, it says something about this story that I've not noticed any other transition. It tells you when the water became wine. <laughs> well, if you read it here, it's not that clear when the transition happened. The transition didn't actually happen when they drew the water. The transition didn't happen when they were walking the water to go and serve. The transition happened when they started serving it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? They did all the acts of faith, they stepped out, they did everything, but the, it was still water. And you know, there are times where you obey everything God said to you, you're, you're stepping out in faith to do what God called you to do, and everything feels so ordinary. But this is the season where God is about to pull An extra on the ordinary. Because the ordinary is in the place of obedience. And even when we're not seeing the full manifestation, as long as we're in the place of obedience and in the place of purity and in the place of creating space for God, we can expect that the ordinary can become extraordinary and the water can become wine. I believe it's a season where God wants to bring that transition from good to best wine. Amen. And I'm going to finish with this next passage, which you would hopefully know as well. Is Mark 2:18 18 to 22. Again, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Mark 2, 18 to 22. Jesus uh, uh, is uh, being challenged by some people who came and said, well, you know, John's disciples are fasting. You know, but your disciples aren't fasting. And Jesus says, well, I'm the bridegroom and because I am with them, right now they're not fasting. If I, let me find the, the verse. How, how can the guest of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and on that day, they will fast. So I guess the question is when is then? Because Jesus was physically with his disciples and he's saying, I'm physically with them right now, they're not fasting, But the time is coming away, I'm gonna be taken away from them physically, then they will fast. So answer to the question of when is then is then is now. Are you hearing me? Should I say that again? He says, Jesus says, then they will fast. So he's saying right now they're not fasting, but there is gonna come a season where they're gonna be a people of fasting. And it was after he was resurrected and taken to heaven, the disciples were initiated into the lifestyle of fasting and prayer. And you see it in the book of Acts, they set time aside to fast and pray. They didn't set time aside to fast and pray. I don't know if it was Acts 13 where the apostles got together. I don't know if that's the right reference, but they got together to fast and pray and in the place of seeking God, the Lord spoke and gave instructions. They didn't come to fast and pray with an agenda. Now oftentimes, when we call a fast, there's often, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it. They just came to fast and pray to serve and worship God. And in that place, boom, God gave instructions. And Jesus is saying, the disciples are not fasting now, but there's a time coming when they're gonna fast. And then you know what Jesus then goes into? He starts to talk about new wine. And he starts to talk about old wineskins. And I really feel, in this season, And this is the one thing, as I said earlier, and I'm excited about that I'm looking forward to stepping into in this year. One of the things I feel the Lord is calling us to is to seasons of fasting, to change the wine skin, so that there is a preparation for the receiving of the new wine he's about to release. Now I'm not here to tell you what fast to do, or how to fast, I just feel you need to ask God for yourself, Lord, how can I create some space to fast and seek you in this season? If this message resonates with you about running out, about that sense of wanting more, and knowing that there's just more than this, but not saying that, I'm not saying you're gonna fast and boom, there's gonna be an explosion and you know everything's gonna turn around. Now, I'm saying I am wanting to create space. I'm wanting to position myself For what i believe god is about to do because in this new season everything is different and i can't come into this season with the same patterns of thinking and the 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 systems of the past season i need the lord to give more clarity as to how to progress in this new season it's like a new terrain we're we're just stepping in it's like a whole new world so Holy Spirit, we're asking for that release in this place. Yes, that we will be a people who are rightly positioned to receive the new wine you're wanting to release in this season. It's time to break our in, our kind of infatuation or our kind of our uh, uh, dependency and our connection to the old. And when it say, Lord, right now, we're ready for what you're releasing in this season. Amen. So I finish this short message with this. Jesus is at the well and Jesus is talking to a woman who is, caught, who is uh, living an immoral lifestyle Jesus is obviously led by the Father to be there at that time to speak to this woman. This woman comes up, and what what amazes me is Jesus reveals to the woman at the well the truth to her about her. When she accepted the truth about her that he's just revealed, then he revealed the truth about himself to her. To move forward in this season, we need to let God show us where we really are at. You know when you go to the shopping mall or you go to somewhere and it says, you are here? You need to say, Lord, spiritually show me where am I? <laughs> I want a revelation of the truth. Where am I spiritually? Where am I in my walk with you? Where am I in my walk of faith? Where am I really? Lord, shock me now don't shock me on the day of judgment shock me now what are the areas that i'm not ready to face and what are the things i'm not ready to deal with and what are the blind spots i've accepted and just chosen to ignore lord shock me now i don't want to just go into the motions and just do church as normal and just do preaches and just do meetings and just do uh, this business and do this and just try to get more money for the sake of it lord Shock me. I want to be aligned with your agenda. Show me where am I in this walk of faith. Because this year, I want to step into the fullness of the new wine that you're wanting to release. Amen. Do you understand stand with me? The Lord is doing a new thing, and He's wanting to prepare us to be wine skins that can receive the new wine He's wanting to release in this season. I don't know if you can relate to some of my frustration and my desire for something different. If this connects with you, I just want to invite you to begin a response to the Lord right now. Say, Father, reveal to me the truth about where I really am at. I want to create space for the new wine. I I, want to be obedient. I want to live from that place of purity, Lord. I want the release of the new in this season. Whatever it looks like, God. That's a dangerous prayer, by the way. Whatever it looks like. (laughs) just, Just come and do something different. The nation needs you. The lost need you. And Lord, we've got to have a greater dimension of your grace on our lives like we've never known before. Lord, we're not trying to just work something up here. We're just here saying, Father, we know it's you that does this. It's not by our power or our might. It's by your spirit. Lord, we've just got to have more than this. We want to be like Moses that's that's ready to wait. Even if it's going to take longer than we would think. In your own words, just talk to God, right? with the old father today we break our agreement with addictions today father we break agreement even addictions to the old system father we break agreement to we break our agreements with lifestyles and ways of doing things that actually is in opposition to what you want to do father today we renew our commitment to you we renew our commitment to righteousness to so live in a life of righteousness living a life that honors you father we say yes to your will and yes to your way You're the one that does this work in us. You're the one that works in us to will and to do according to your good purpose. So we're welcoming you, Holy Spirit, to do a deep work and a deeper work in us that we've never known before. We don't want to get caught up on the externals. We don't want to get caught up on just big ministries and things looking good on the outside. We need something deep in us. This year has got to be a different year to all the other years. We've got to have the new we've got to walk in the new we've got to be a people that carry the grace of God that we've never known before father let it be let it be father the release of the new wine we've got to have the best wine we don't just want to have the good wine the best is what we want to walk in father the breakthroughs the deliverance the salvations oh father let it be come on just lift your house to the Lord, come on. We break agreement, Lord, with a past choose to forget the former things we know there has been amazing things you've done But Father, while we're grateful for all you've done, we know there's still greater things to come. There's still greater things you want to do. And Father, we're saying we will not allow the good to stop us from stepping into the best. We will not allow the pain of the past to stop us from stepping into the promise. Lord, we choose to forget the past. We choose to perceive what you're doing, oh Lord give us the eyes to see the ears to hear the heart to perceive I'm just going to say this if as I've been speaking you can connect with what I'm saying and this really relates to where you're at and you want to respond I want to invite you to just come forward in this space and let's just make this space like an altar of response where we're saying yes to God whatever that yes means the yes could be a breaking away from the past lifestyle the yes could be the embracing the, the, the new wineskin the cult of fasting in this season the yes could be whatever but you know that the Lord is really serving is something in your heart and you want to respond I want to invite you to come forward in this space. You know and I am responding as well because I believe there's more that the Lord wants to release this year and we cannot afford to settle for the old we're crying out for the full manifestation of the glory of God like we've never known before there is more than this there is more than this there is more than this we are going to have a breakout we're inviting a fresh move, a fresh move, a fresh move, a fresh move. Let the ordinary become extraordinary. Let the water become wine. Let the miracles begin to take place on a whole new level. There is more and we will not settle. We will not settle for just nice church. We will not settle We've got to have more than this, Lord. It sounds like we will follow you.